But how? How could they possibly win with such an old roster? Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. We're into football and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Penguins play again tomorrow night at home against the Blues and then the night after that out in Philadelphia. I'll be covering both of those games. And I'll be looking forward to seeing not only whether or not this group can continue the winning streak that's now at eight, but whether or not this group can continue making a push theoretically from the bottom of the depth chart, certainly as it relates to experience. In other words, they're getting younger. And I don't know how many of us have even really noticed it. I know it's not something that's crossed my mind actively all that much. You'll see the occasional young guy like Casper Bjorkvist come up, have his cup of coffee, maybe even score a goal the way Casper did Sunday afternoon, and then go back, and you don't think that much of it. You still think, I still think, of this team as being old. Why? Because Sidney Crosby is 34, because Evgeny Malkin is 35, because Chris Letang is 32, because Jeff Carter just turned 37. And maybe, maybe that's justified. Maybe that's the way we should think of it, because these guys are going to be, the ones I just mentioned, the drivers of playoff success. Without them, the Penguins can't win a round in the postseason. They just can't. Even beside the obvious core guys, Carter was your very best player in the first round against the Islanders this past summer. But at the same time, if you go by the comparison that I love to use when making this argument, and that being the Boston Bruins, you have kind of a similar scenario here. Yes, the best line in hockey remains the best line in hockey. Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, and David Pasternak are the best by every available metric. They remain exactly that. So kind of casting them off as old guys who need support wouldn't be fair or accurate. However, they are older. Certainly Bergeron and Marchand are. And if they were all that the Bruins had to offer, the Bruins too would be considered an old team, even if it's just by perception. The Penguins have, of course, the core that they have that's done a lot of winning, even more winning than the Boston group has. But they're also starting to see real support from younger players, which is completely wild considering this team has sent away most of its draft picks over the last decade. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across Western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 
can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. So I did this. I went through the Penguins' active roster, accounting for P.O. Joseph being sent back to Wilkes-Barre yesterday. And I came up with 17 of the 26 players were 27 years old or younger. That's a young team. That's a young team. There's no way around that. And when you start factoring in that some of the players that creep just above that in terms of age, a couple of them, like, for example, Evan Rodriguez is 28 years old and having a breakout season. Why did I put the line of demarcation there? I don't know. I just did. I mean, I could have put it, you know, you can move these things anywhere. I could have put it so it included Rodriguez. But Rodriguez isn't exactly an old guy. and He feels like he's a really young guy because he seems like he's come out of nowhere. But he is still 28 years old. Brian Rust is 29. There's a lot of players in that gray area as well. But when you're talking about 27 or younger, you're usually talking about someone who's got three or fewer years of experience in the NHL, and that's that's young. That's a young group. When I was watching that game Sunday uh, against the Sharks, the 8-5 to five victory, and I looked down from the press box and saw Drew O'Connor flying through center ice, he was... All over the rink, all over the puck. Should have had a couple of goals. Was getting a little bit too cute with some of his attempted finishes. But flying. There were a couple of shifts. One in particular that stands out in the third period that Sam Lafferty dominated. Sam Lafferty. And I understand the Sharks weren't at their best and all that other stuff, but it's the NHL. And Sam Lafferty's been doing a lot of the things that management wants him to do. Casper Bjorkvist, again, had his first goal. Radim Zahorna was the one who set up that goal on what really was a makeshift Wilkes-Barre fourth line for the game. We don't think of the Penguins as being young on defense, and really with the first pairing of Latang and Brian Dumoulin, why would you? But the second pairing... John Marino and Marcus Pedersen, those are still kids by NHL standards. For that matter, in goal, Tristan Jari's only now entering his second full season as an NHL number one. He had to wait his turn. So it, it is more of a younger team, and it has kind of a fresher look to it. You know, I, some of it has been, I don't want to say luck. When you acquire an Evan Rodriguez and there's someone in your organization who believes in him. And my understanding, by the way, on background is that it's Mike Sullivan more than anybody else who deserves credit for that. He really, really pounded the table, so to speak, for Rodriguez. When you look at these guys and you see them and their, uh, their speed their aggressiveness, how they fit with the Sullivan system, 
you're probably a lot closer to understanding why this team is currently 18-8-5 despite missing a lot of these starters, including these older players. I am not here to dump on the core or Carter or anyone who's older. As I said earlier, they are vital to the team getting anywhere in the playoffs. But they were never going to be able to do it alone. And adding, raising through the system, these younger, fresher legs has made a massive difference with this franchise, whether or not we talk about it. When we come back, just one question. Just one question that's brought to you always on this program by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners of this show a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com/dk. FuboTV.com/dk. And today's J1Q comes from Brian Spencer, who asks, it's interesting that no one is talking about Sid being almost non-existent on Sunday. He had two assists. He may not even score 20 goals this season. I wonder if he's battling an injury, possibly. Um, Yeah. <laughs> Sid most definitely was not almost non-existent. When you have two assists in a National Hockey League game, no matter your level of superstardom, no matter your caliber of opposition, you have had yourself a good game. When one of those assists is a gorgeous second assist to spring Brian Rust down the right wing before Rust made that terrific pass across to Jake Gensel, and in the interim, when Sid saw Marcus Pedersen making a hard center drive to try to draw attention away from Gensel, then Sid not only got the second assist, but also covered defensively in the event that Russ's pass didn't connect. That, my dude, is good hockey. That is 200-foot hockey without even having to skate the full 200 feet. Uh, far be it for me to have to defend Crosby on any kind of charges as to who he is, what he is, and for that matter, how productive he's been. He's averaging a point of game since he came back, and he's coming back from a pretty significant surgery on a body part that's really, really important to what he does. Does he want to score more goals? Yes. Got four in the 20 games since he's come back. He has told me he isn't happy about that at all. He wishes he was finishing more. But to look at him and say non-existent, with all due respect, and I appreciate every listener and reader that I have, but I also would like to think that we can talk about sports with each other in a candid way. That's just not watching the game, okay? It just isn't. When you see what that whole line did, between Sid and Jake 
and Rust. And Rust only ended up with three goals and two assists in the game. And you think that the captain was non-existent because you looked at the score sheet afterward and didn't see a goal. You know, I'd love for hockey to advance in Pittsburgh. I don't care about anywhere else. I'd love for hockey to advance in Pittsburgh where we can get past this kind of stuff. You know, I usually bring up this topic as it relates to Dominic Simone because he does so many good things all over the rink, and yet you have people who go, oh, he never scores a goal. He's doing a lot of different things that work within the Sullivan system. If you don't understand it, or if you think you might not understand it, ask someone. Ask someone who's been in the game. More often than not, I have found that hockey people are not the the turn-up-the-nose types. They're not the type to say, oh, you just don't know hockey and you're just dumb or whatever else. They're much more likely to say to you, hang on, let me show you something here. And they'll have fun with it. And they can take you through a video roll or they can explain something to you. Read up on it. Watch videos. It's a beautiful, beautiful game as it's played all over the rink. If you go back and watch that Gensel goal that I just described to you, and you focus on nothing other than 87 and his role in creating that goal, well, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to assign you homework. Go ahead and do that and get back to me. Then let me know how invisible Sid was. Look, he's not at his best. I don't have any reason to believe that he's hurt to answer your actual question. But I also am not in the stratosphere of seeing him as non-existent. I appreciate the question. I do. And I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. And let's do another one tomorrow.